Welcome to the latest episode of ASX Market Goss, where for the next half hour or so, we chat with a leader of small cap companies, their style, aspirations, their journey, their coffee of choice, and life away from the investment-making decisions, of course. Now, today's recording is in the thick of the activity of the RIU Resurgence Conference at the Western Hotel in Perth City, day one of the two-day conference. And the style of this podcast is we start with basically a blank canvas, and for our guests, well, they colour it in, and today that work is with Dan Tuffin. He's the Technical Director with Cavalier Resources, ASX Code CVR. Dan, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're under the air conditioner, mate. It'll get cold in the next <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I know, and I actually went full West Perth casual today, as you can see, <laughs> thinking it's 40 degrees outside and I'll be sweating. But uh, no, yeah. What do you get out of conferences like this? Well, well, for Cavalier, this is actually our first conference, right? So um, we listed mid last year. Uh, and in that time, we've moved the company forward pretty well. Uh, what we get out of these conferences now moving forward that we have that story in place is that we're looking for retail. I think Cavalier is really sorted, um, really sorry, suited to that retail investor. And, and you know, as we continue that conversation, I'll probably expand a bit on, on why, I reckon. So how is business? It's tough for anyone at the moment, obviously. Uh, through either great foresight or pure luck, we have done most of our drilling for the year. Uh, we still have cash in the tin. Um, we're sitting pretty well. So we're going to do a bit of work out at Forestania uh, over the summer, um, finish our PFS for Crawford. And we can talk about that a bit more later as well. Uh, do the boring stuff, quote unquote, over summer and then see what happens come February, March. So you're the TD. Mm. Cavalier, um, you know, often most people sitting in the seats are the, the chief executives, the GMs or whatever they may be, managing directors. Where do you sit in the in the scheme of things for the company? I, I, I sense you the, the most important, even if you're not at the top of the tree. I don't tell our executive chairman, Ranko, that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, the, the board itself is pretty heavily stacked oh, well, for a junior anyway. We've got two mining engineers. I'm one of them on there. And uh, our other mining engineer is Anthony Kears. Uh, Anthony and I sort of, well, we know each other from a business relationship. I have a mining consultancy that we co-founded, Aurelia Mining Consulting. Um, and we've done a lot of work for West Perth um, companies in the area from resources right through to reserves and mine planning, etc. So we sort of stack the board in that way, thinking about what we're looking at with Crawford and the, the potential for it to be a near, near-term gold mine, having developed that privately. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe not the most important, but certainly we've got the technical skills on the board to take through not just what we've got at Crawford to mine, but also to develop up what we've recently discovered at Ellers Rock with the lithium. A little later, we'll get to know you personally. I just, uh, let's tell us, tell the, the listener to the podcast, who is like me, it's a layman, if people who don't know anything about Cavalier, what is Cavalier looking for? Cavalier by name, but not by nature. Um, for those wondering, it's actually named after said executive chairman's cricket club, the uh, Coburn Cavaliers. Uh, that is a tongue pull. Um, uh, he tricked me into that one. <laughs> we were actually driving back from site, having looked at Crawford, and he said, you know what the name needs to be? It needs to be Cavalier. Uh, <laughs> but but no, we. what do we get out of it? Well, sorry? Um, yeah, so what, what's, what's, what, are you, what are you looking for as a company? Because you talked about the gold element of it and then you've really touched on the lithium which is which is where the space is i know you're very busy and you 
and that's the exciting part for you. Yeah. So we were looking to develop, you know, to create a company that was a proverbial unicorn uh, for an exploration company for a micro cap. The, the gold is uh, 20 kilometers east of uh, Leonora, right in that hotspot M&A area, uh, Genesis, Dacian, Kin, or not Dacian anymore, yeah, Dacian, Kin, um, St. Barbara's, right? Uh, we've got 118,000 ounces in resource there that's currently doing a pre-feasibility study. We should have that finished Q1 next year. Uh, that'll give us a value to wrap around it and we'll be able to actually go in and start looking at mining. So we're looking at mining that next year. Um, taking rough rule of thumb, say if we're getting 20 to 30% of that because we're just looking at the oxides, uh, you know, you're looking at some decent amount of ounces in stage one. Uh, that then funds what we recently found at Ellers Rock, which is uh, in Forestania, right in between Mount Catlin uh, to the south, which is the Alchem project, world class, and the upcoming West Farmers uh, Mount Holland project, which is uh, going to start producing 50,000 tonnes of lithium from 2024. So we are hoping to be that proverbial self-funded explorer. Any cash flows that we were to make out of Crawford, you know, we may even release as divvies to, to the punters. Uh, I really do see it as one of those great sort of companies for retail to get into. We've done a lot since listing and um, there's a lot of news flow to come in next year. So when you talk about Ella's Rock, so, so I've got the three, I've got the Leonora, I've got yep. Hidden Jewel, I've got Ella's Rock. Yep. At Ella's Rock, was the intention to get the lithium or was the intention where you're just drilling and all of a sudden you thought, hello, what have we got here? Yeah. So that, no, the intention was for nickel and gold. Yep. Uh, so there's green stones up against the granite out that way. And it's part of that Forestania nickel and gold belt. They've historically mined a lot of um, pegmatite, spodumene in the area. In fact, 10 kilometres to our west, when South Ironcap uh, was historic, was mined, you know, mid-90s or whenever it was, they were throwing away lithium on the waste dump because it just wasn't a required commodity back then. So we did a 1,800-hole geochemical survey, which is huge, over the largest section of lease. And that came back with some serious lithium anomalies. So what we call LCTs, we can't call them pegmatites yet because we haven't done the drilling and we haven't got any visual on them. There's nothing outcropping. That's one of the reasons why they've never been discovered. They're about 15 meters of depth. We then followed up on those three large anomalous areas uh, with some new proprietary technology, relatively new. It's called deep ground penetrating radar. That's a real mouthful. Now, what that does is it's actually um, technologies I understand that was created by the Russians to map the subsurface of Mars. Uh, it shoots a really, really narrow focused um, radar beam, almost like a laser. Um, what's some enter enterprising uh, Australian geophysicists out of Sydney called, uh, who have a company called Ultramag did, was uh, say, oh, in typical Australian way, let's slap that on say six metres of plastic and we'll drive it through the bush and take a shot every six metres and we'll get some information back. Uh, they recently did that out of, out of those rock, and we got those 277 targets over one and a half times of those areas. So we've still got half of the, the anomaly left in the central, and we haven't even touched the northern. And what's really, really good about that, those signals is that knowledge analogous, that they're pretty much the same as, for layman's terms, uh, what they got five years ago down at Mount Catlin for Elkham. We've done almost 40 podcasts, and the first person has mentioned Russia and Mars in the same <laughs> sentence, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, 
where does it all sit with Ella's Rock right now? So again, you talk about the new year and that's yep. what we're talking about because the heat, the heat I would imagine would take a lot out of getting people at the, at the workplace. Tell us a bit about how exciting it is there and how quickly you're going to get things moving. Yes. It's funny you mentioned the heat and summer. Um, I promised my geologist on the way back a few months ago that we wouldn't drill. Uh, again in summer. He helps me out with another company as well. Uh, he's not very happy with me at the moment. But, <laughs> but oh, um, okay. so yeah, look, we're aiming to get out there as soon as we can. We, we've got a permit of works in place, a POW, that allows us to go out and drill, but we just had to complete the enviro surveys on these extra areas. Uh, a UK friend of mine once said, scale bars never do Australian projects justice. It's We're talking about 15 kilometres of strike with with some major anomalies that are three to five square kilometres wide. So we're currently in drill planning mode. And once we get the POW finalised, because we've, we'll just need to submit the environmental surveys, knock on wood, um, we'll be out there drilling. Time frame. Ideal time frame for me would be assays and a Q1. Yep. Yep. So that'll uh, either, well, there's a saying in industry, if you drill it, you can kill it. Hopefully we're not going to kill it. Everything to date right now, boots on ground, right through the geochem and the geophys, uh, and including this new deep ground penetrating radar technology is all pointed towards the fact that there's an anomaly there. Is it mineralized? That's the $10 million question, or it could even be the $100 million question. Uh, but it's sort of, at this stage, the geochem with the geophys shows those anomalies are there. There's LCT anomalies. So we're in the right spot. Fingers crossed. We should get some hits. I mean, 277 targets. I'll take 10% hit rate. We're with Dan Tuffin for Cavalier Resources TD. Uh, of course, ASX coach CVR. And we're at the Resurgence Conference at the Western Hotel. Day one of the two-day conference here uh, at the Western Hotel in Perth. Um, bit about you before we go further into Cavalier. You've been around this game for a, a long time. How did you get started? Yeah, I actually started as a surveyor. Um, my first degree was in mine surveying. Um, did the usual thing through WASM of getting some holiday work. Uh, stayed a bit too long on my first year. Um, uh, what are they called now? Uh, Rio Tinto. A <laughs> little, little company called Rio Tinto. It was HI at the time. Uh, went and did my second degree on the job in engineering. Um, that that was really, really good experience for me. I, I got a lot of well, I said boots on the ground before, but a lot of experience at the coalface. So I went right through from a pit bossing all the way up to, you know, planning engineering in a, in a few year period. And most of that was in the gold fields. Uh, so that's, that's how I started. And then, uh, sort of fell into consulting. I think every consultant I ever ask says, how did you get into it? Oh, I just fell into consulting. Uh, so I sort of started working for a, an international house for a couple of years. And then um, you know, we're a little bit of an entrepreneurial mob, as you probably ascertain. Um, we said, you know, what? Well, why don't we just do this ourselves? We're doing we're doing this for everyone else. We could we could do it better, cheaper, and keep it all in house. So that's that's how I got into the industry. Um, been at it a long time. That's only just recently dawning on me. <laughs> uh, with the grey hairs, I like to. I'm still in denial there, Tim. The grey hairs. Still in the... at someone who's who's officially. My son even said to me the other day, "You officially." Have no pepper. It's all salt. <laughs> oh, they, they say you go silver or bald, so I'm happy to go silver. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm with you with there, Dan. No doubt about that. Dan Tuffin is our guest. Uh, ASX code CVR, Cavalier Resources. What's the first thing you do 
in your job. So let's just say you've dealt with home, you've dealt with, you, you, you go into cavalier mode. What's the first thing you do? First thing we do is, um, well, it depends if we've got active um, exploration occurring, always call the geo, have a chat in the morning, see what's uh, what's burning. Um, if there's no smoke, there's no fire, um, then do the usual corporate stuff. You've got to check the share price. I mean, huh. <laughs> now, are you a share price lurker and stalker? Or you just let it unfold. I used to be. Uh, I, I don't get too hung up in things I can't you control. Um, no, I think I told myself out of it. I, I think it can become a, a little bit non-productive after all, or anti-productive. So you've really got to sort of you, you. You must keep an eye on these things, sure. But you know, you, we had a very um, uh, set in stone, if you will, or a very very detailed plan to your plan for Cavalier. We've been executing that all along the way. We put a reserve in the ground. We start making money ourselves. We found the lithium at Ellis. The share price will follow. Um, yeah. And then, uh, as you can tell, I like my caffeine cold. So. Well, that's okay. So, coffee of choice? Yeah. Um, if I have to go a coffee of choice, it'd be a Long Mac. Western Australian. Yeah, but you don't, you don't sound like you, <laughs> it's an everyday thing, the coffee. No, no. I'll, I'll drink about 10 cans of Diet Coke a day. Um, but, but I certainly won't. Coke, no sugar or diet? Coke, no sugar. Yeah. Oh, no, diet Coke's not too bad either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's your, that's your go-to. That's my go-to. But. So, uh, we talk about the share price again, and I suppose when you have listeners to a podcast, that's what they hang their hat on, share price. They, they love to hear the technical side of things, but all they want to do is look at the dollars and cents and what they're going to get back. Yep. Um, as a TD of a company and whether you're reporting to the executive uh, the chief executive, the chairman, whatever it is in any company, do you um, like to know why shareholders are staying, going, what they're reading into? And do you like do you like to know, get feedback from from those who are investing? Yeah, absolutely. So for, for a company like Cavalier, whenever you list as an IPO, the trick is to always have a really low EV, so a tight shareholding, right? 50, 60 million on IPO, that's what everyone wants. Unfortunately, 18 months later, everyone wants liquidity. Um, so you can't really have it both ways. Now, uh, myself and Ranko uh, on the board, we, we actually put a lot of our own money into Cavalier. Um, so we're not just um, hung up for two years. We want to be. We want to develop this through. Um, so the share, the, the share price is really important to us, obviously, further down the track. But what we really want to be looking at is, as I said before, developing these projects up and giving giving our uh, shareholders the opportunity to enter at the right time. Now, if I'm looking at us right now, our EV, sorry, our, um, our current market cap would be, what, four, reflective of, of uh, lower than our IPO, I should say. We're around about 14 cents today. We've got very little market movement. Um, we're going to have a lot of information coming out the next quarter, hopefully most of it positive, as we've discussed already. If I was looking to get in on retail with the potential of dividends even from Crawford, I, I would, I'd be looking to try and get in between now and then. So tell us a bit about, um, before we started recording today's podcast, you talked about the, you know, the, the self-managed super fund investor. Yep. Explain that to those who are listening, who are in that, in that hit zone for you. Yeah. So that's a great question. So that further expands on you know, having that tight shareholding that we do with the board versus what we really need. And that's why I'm here today at Resurgence. 
we, we really do need some retail for that liquidity. Uh, it helps the share price, it helps them get in, and it helps us sort of uh, f move that share price north when something does happen. It's, it's both a boon and a bust for us at the moment in that if something bad happens in the markets, uh, we're not affected uh, or as badly affected. But at the same time, we can't really rock it up either. If, if, with regards to the self-managed super guys, I mean, if, if you're coming in and looking at a company that, oh, gee, I wouldn't mind some dividends, but I want, I want a little bit of risk, but I, I want to know that that risk is probably well in hand at this stage and they've done all the right work. That to me would be something that I would look to invest in with Cavalier. So if you fall into that bracket of, look, I want to de-risk it a bit. I wouldn't mind seeing some gold mining, some dividends, and I wouldn't mind discovering something new uh, out at Alice Rock and, and be a part of that lithium. You know, it could be a province out there. And I don't use that word lightly. It's such a large area. Um, then that's, that's who I am aiming for on that self-managed super fund side of things. For someone like me who, who, who understands and is learning and being educated by doing this podcast and I'm coming off cold, I'm coming off for a complete blank canvas. You said you're doing all right so far. Well, I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. A lot of people think I should be doing very much better out of it than, <laughs> than I am, but I've just got to distance myself from the investment style of, uh, of uh, podcasting. But when we talk about the future, we're talking about, of course, lithium. Everyone talks about the EV and oil. Yep. I get all that. That's that's the real word. That's the now. And we're, but gold has fantasy. Mm. You know, when we talk mining and we talk WA and we talk about drilling, we talk about gold. Do you still live in the fantasy gold space where you think gold is, gold is king? Go, yeah, I do. I, I'm a massive gold bull, uh, having made some money out of that myself privately. Um, I, you hear the term market fatigue for gold. Uh, as of today, what is it, around about 1950 US, there are people absolutely killing the pig if they're producing right now. They're making money hand over fist. And you're seeing companies either through share sales, like Kin recently, um, putting 20-odd million in the war chest, or um, the guys at Westgold with, what, 60-odd million, and they're just, they're just racking up the money in the war chest right now. Um, so that they'll be able to be in a great position to go shopping uh, next year. So, Dan, is that, is that the gold is in the ground? Mm-hmm. We know it's there. Yep. You know it's there. Your company knows it's there. But do people sort of go, okay, big picture, big picture. And I'm not, and I'm not talking ill of lithium and all the others and everyone else that everyone else is mining and digging up in the world. But is it the forgotten jewel gold mm -hmm. when people are taking their eye off the absolute, it's there and they know it's there. They take their mind, they're, they're taking their eye off the ball. I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. 24 months ago, if you had sulfides associated with gold, uh, anything would run. And I think that was one of the one of the problems because of COVID, it was a safe haven. Um, a lot of people were sitting at their computers all day, every day investing. And, and it started becoming tradable to the short, short sellers and the short traders. Um, whereas I, I, as you would have already heard, I take a longer view on some of these projects where, you know, you've got to really develop up something like Crawford into a gold mine. You need an ore reserve. You need to do the PFS, but we can do it quickly. Now, when you get to the end of that, our, our recent metallurgical studies for Crawford show that we can heat leach out there on site. We're actually not reliant on any processing plants in the area. So now we've got something that's extractable. I think it was after the first five or six days, we were getting over 80% extraction rates, which is normally 60 days for heat leach. So it's cheap, it's fast. We're going to produce gold. 
Um, as a matter of when is the only question at this stage. So yes, I do believe it's a forgotten jewel. So, so, so what you're telling uh, the listener right here on the podcast, and we're chat- chatting with Technical Director of Cumberland Resources, ASS Code CVR, Dan Tuffin. Dan, you're saying that Crawford, gold, 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 get that out. There's your money. Oh, Ella's Rock becomes self-funded, self-funded, self-funded. So we then develop up, you know, um, in, in my opinion as well, the next best commodity. I am, I am a gold bull, but um, lithium can't be denied at this stage. That will, um, you know, hopefully we'll get a bit of a move on the on the on the needle on the on the share price needle from the upcoming programs planned for Ellis Rock, and then we'll be able to go back in there and really do it justice because it's in granites, it's greenstone on granites. We know there's 15 metres of overburden, but we don't know the depth of these units. So the first round of drilling is a bit of a suck it and see, and then we'll be able to go back in there with an RC rig, hopefully partially or fully funded at that stage to drill out those targets to depth and, and, and understand them some more. Over the last 20 odd minutes, so I've, I've really sensed the passion that you've got for these projects, but also just the job that you do. Yeah. Um, have you got the work-life balance right? Or are you so far, are you so far in this that everything else sort of gets pushed to the soul? Well, I'd, I'd say firstly, uh, being a mining engineer, my wife was more used to FIFO. So she'd like the work-life balance probably to go that back that way. <laughs> um, yeah. But 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 no, I, I I think we've we've got it right. I'd like to be on site twenty four seven. I am a boots on ground, boots and all guy. Uh, I don't. I'm not necessarily fantastic at that conferences uh, as in attending. Uh, they are important, but again, the development of these projects, you've got to wrap a value around them. Whether that's and and to sort of use a similar term, you need bricks and mortar. You need something in the ground. So you need a resource. You need a reserve. And then you need to be mining it. Now, if you're at any one of those sort of stages, at least you've got value. You've created value in the ground. Flashy intercepts and that, I'll take them all day as well. But at the end of the day, it spikes the needle. The guys on the inside get out. The, the guys that, that, that have been watching the shares, they sell. Um, and some, some you know investors can tend to get in, particularly retail, at the wrong time. And then it heads back down again. It's a sugar hit. You walk into a room and there's a white wall. I give you a black outline pen and I need you to write down your 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 work motto, your your no. your your process. Doesn't that can be one word, five words, a <laughs> sentence? That's, what is it? That's a good question. I, I think persistence. Um, there's a quote about persistence being omnipotent. Uh, I think it's one of the American presidents, actually. So uh, it's it's pretty much a truism, you know. Doing something over and over again without achieving the same results, that's insanity. But persistence is important in any game. So you've got to you've got to own the project to be able to be able to develop it up, to make the discovery, to be in the right place at the right time, if say that commodity runs. Away from all of this, what tickles your fancy? What are your passions away from work? I don't mind golf. Um, I'm terrible at it. Um my daughter is 12 and I, th- I think she's probably going to be a bit more of a prodigy than I'll ever be. Nice. Yeah. She's got a great swing on it. 150 meters for a 12 year old straight nice. down the middle. Nice. Yeah. Mine goes 150 meters into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> and after three shots. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So a bit of a future there. So you could be, you could be on the tour just. Oh, mate, it'd be great. Wouldn't it? Just, just going on the tour. Um, You'd be an expert in bunkers. You'd know exactly what sand they have to get out. Well, my friends always say to me, "He's just so good out of the rough." Yes, because I'm always in there. <laughs> so, uh, what else? What else are you into? Oh, are I'm you got... a reader. Are you a Netflix watcher? Are you? Oh, I'm actually uh, unashamedly a, a bit of a 
a lease stalker. Um, and let me expound on that. So my first degree being in mine and engineering surveying means that I'm pretty au fait with, uh, over here it's Wamex and Tangraft, Tangraft specifically. So you can go around and have a look for projects and see if there's any leases associated with them. You can do some pegging. You can really develop up those projects. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, you guys who renovate and flip houses. I, I really like looking into that, but rather than, yeah, rather than flipping the house though, we develop it up. So a lot of these leases, uh, particularly Hidden Jewel, for example, and the Alice Rock leases uh, to the south and the northeast, they came in just via us pegging. So we get them for cheap. We know they're in the right neighbourhood because we've already done a bit of work. Okay. Uh, and we're able to do all the insert prior. So having a consultancy at my feet means when my guys aren't doing hourly rates, I can co coerce them <laughs> into doing this work for us, this development work for us. So, so your passion away from the job is is the job getting back to the passion. Yeah, pretty much. Got it. Right. <laughs> Hey, what do they say? They do what you love and, and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, yeah well, exactly right. Now, uh, I must ask you, the short, the mid and the long term of Cavalier from your vantage point. Yeah, short term, oh, that's that's fairly straightforward. Again, uh, Q Q1 next year, we'll have the PFS done uh, for Crawford and we'll have the, um, hopefully the assays from any drilling, if we can get drilling out there at Ellers Rock. So lithium and gold. Uh, the longer term uh, is, again, developing up Ella's Rock into a, a world-class province on the back of the gold mining out of Crawford. Now, how we, how we end up extracting value out of Crawford, I can tell you as a mining engineer and haven't done it before, uh, it's, it's quite a difficult process and high risk. It, it value add probably 20 or 30%. So if we can look to de-risk that entirely and get cash up front, that may be one option. But the point is that we can take that through to mining ourselves and heat leach it. So this time next year, we should be mining. We should be a self-funded explorer having discovered a new lithium project, a province in Forestania. And uh, we'll be well on our way to further developing up both. And for those who are sitting there with a bit of loose change in the uh, in the ashtray. Yep. Apparently, they've still. I don't know if cars have ashtrays or <laughs> at the centre console. Why should people invest? Well, I mean, as I mentioned before, if you're looking for something that gives you a bit of a free swing uh, at potential dividends in the future. And I'm not saying we're doing that, but there's the potential there. Um, while having a look at some exciting new green fields and hell, you might like gold. Um, a lot of people like gold and like being part of a gold. I line. like gold, yep. man. Yep. I like gold, man. Yep. So, and, and because we are so tightly held, there's not a lot of market movement. So it's going to take a savvy investor to get in and take a position in Cavalier. Life's good. Life is good. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Thanks for the chat. That's Dan Tuff and Cavalier Resources TD. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard, uh, get in touch with them, the ASX code CVR. That has been the latest episode of ASX Market Goss. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to, like us, follow us, spread the word, uh, ASX Market Goss. And we'll keep on digging to come up with the next big gem. We're at the Resurgence Conference at the Western Hotel in Perth. And Dan Tuffin from Cavalier has been today's guest. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. 
Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX MarketGoss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction.